In the studio today, we are going to be visiting with uh, Mike Parks with the Columbia Regional Airport and Stacy Button, who is the Director of Economic Development here in Columbia, Missouri, in Boone County, and oversees the airport operations. So uh, we're going to find out what's happening at Columbia Regional Airport. It's been in the news a lot lately because we have a new terminal opening soon. And if you are a winter traveler, you know that uh, sometimes it is hard to fly uh, across this country uh, due to weather conditions. But uh, we're going to find out about all of that as we welcome these two guests into the studio. Good morning, Mike and Stacy. Great to have you with us. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you. Good. Uh, why don't we start with just a little bit about your backgrounds? Uh, what brings you to uh, Columbia and into your current position? Stacy, we'll start with you. Great. Thank you, Fred. Uh, appreciate this opportunity. So I came to Columbia about five years ago uh, from Arizona. And um, I worked for the city of Flagstaff in Arizona uh, for about 12 years. And my work there covered economic development uh, for that community as well as the Flagstaff Regional Airport. Very good. Mike, how about you? Sure. So I came to Columbia about 20 years ago. All right. Uh, been with the city of Columbia about 20 years with the last 18 years at the airport. So really went through public safety and operations uh, supervisor before I became the manager. Of the okay. Airport. So you're really a kind of uh, came up the through the organic route. I mean, you, you yes. know basically uh, all about airport operations, and now you're in charge. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's great. Let's talk a little bit about the history of Columbia Regional Airport because, you know, we have a fairly high turnover rate in our community. Uh, the average uh, tenure of someone living here is, is you know, not that long in the grand scheme of things. So let's talk about uh, how we got to where we are. Uh, Mike, tell us a little bit about the current terminal. How long have we been in that building? Sure. So the current terminal has been here about 51 years, so it served the community well. It was built... Uh, 1969. Uh, it's, we have about 16,000 square feet in our current location. Of course, that includes uh, the three double wides on the back of the terminal, mm -hmm. which include the two uh, gate areas. And then, of course, we added the baggage room uh, with an old classroom. We added that in 2012 when Frontier Airlines was here uh, to allow for more capacity in the sterile area after screening. Mm -hmm. Sorry uh, for cringing when you said that there are some <laughs> double wides connected to our airport, yeah. but but that's the truth. I mean, yeah. that's uh, you've had to add those uh, trailers, pods, classrooms uh, in order to uh, accommodate the new growth. That's correct. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's interesting. So, um, and before that, before 1969, the airport was out at an area that most of us know as Cosmo Park. Mm -hmm. In fact, the the original runways for that airport are some of the main streets through Cosmo Park, I guess. I'm That's told correct. that. So yeah, if you if you look at Google Earth, you can kind of see uh, how the runways uh, used to be laid out at, at Cosmo along with the taxiways. And I believe there's still, still Parks and Rec. Yeah, yeah Parks and Rec, I believe, still well. uses a building out there that was a hangar. Yeah, I originally. think there's still a tower of some <laughs> sort out there, too. So, uh, yeah. yeah, so, so it's uh, for people that are, have not been in Columbia that long, uh, we they need to know that our airport originally started out there and, and then... Uh, we moved uh, in the late 60s out to the current location, which I'm supposing for most people that was out in the middle of nowhere, you know, the, the airport. But uh, it's turned out to be a good location for the airport because it serves both Columbia and Jefferson City and, and many other surrounding communities. That's correct. Yes, that's correct. We've got a large catchment area. Um, and uh, so we do pull passengers from all across the Mid-Missouri region. Let's define catchment area. That means that you're, uh, that is the region that you serve. Is that correct? 
Exactly. Yeah, that is defined um, by FAA. And um, in recent years, we've covered about 14 counties. So we've had passengers um, within 14 counties around the airport. And I think there's about 716,000 passengers within that catchment area. Yeah, lots Um, of potential. And then within this last year, we actually grew from 14 counties to 17 counties in our catchment area. So we continue to see new passengers that fly COU each each day. So geographically, is is that sort of dictated by um, uh, major roadways? I mean, does I-70 and 54 and 63, uh, does that sort of determine, uh, because the amount of time that it takes somebody to get from Macon to Columbia Regional Airport or from Boonville to Columbia Regional Airport, um, is the catchment area is it a uh, is it a logical seventeen county area? Does it, uh, does that make sense that that we actually are? Uh, how far north would you go in that in that catchment area? So uh, you have the, I don't think we have the map on here. Really goes all the way up to past uh, just past Moberly up north, um, Randolph okay. County. Yeah, uh, north out west uh, past Cooper County. Cooper, yeah, I believe uh, over east of Callaway and. Mm-hmm. Uh, Montgomery, exactly. Montgomery yeah. County yeah. on the south side. So okay. really, it's uh, those are the passengers that are really seeking the flights out of uh, Columbia. Because yeah. beyond that area, they're going to drive somewhere else. It just makes sense for them to drive somewhere else. Is that correct? That is true. Yeah, a catchment area is is that defined geographic area mm-hmm. where we see the vast majority of our passengers. That said, and I I think Mike has a lot of anecdotes, but we do hear um, from passengers who come down from Kirksville, for example, and fly COU because of the conveniences, because of, you know, different reasons. But we will see folks outside of our catchment area that fly COU as well. Yeah, interesting. So when you you look at the airport, one of the things that really stands out is uh, the growth, especially in the last 10 years. And and I I think the, I remember when Bob McDavid was elected mayor in 2010, he made it pretty clear that there were uh, some big opportunities for improvement uh, at Columbia Regional Airport, and and that our airport should be something that we as a community are proud of, and that we are supporting and using, and so there's been a pretty big push, uh, you know, uh, thanks to you guys, uh, thanks to the airport advisory committee, and, and just thanks to a lot of people who have been working on this. But uh, talk about the growth in the in the last ten years. So, how did 2019 compare to say 2009? It's a really good question. Um, to start with, it might be helpful uh, to define employments because that is a criteria that, a, a metric, if you will, that's used most uh, by airports. So an employment is basically an outbound passenger. Okay. So you count employments, you track those. Um, and when we look back, I'm actually going to take you back to 2007. Okay. Um, as an example, but. In all of 2007, we had 9,090 emplanements. So we had 9,000 passengers fly out of COU to another destination mm-hmm. for that entire year. Fast so we knew that was bad, right. but we just didn't know how bad it was, and we didn't really know what the potential was at that point. So, right. yeah, Correct. we knew that we needed to improve, but but uh, just had no idea. So, so fast forward. Right. So this last year, 2019, um, we exceeded 132,000 employments. Um, so wow. whereas in 2007, we saw all of 9,000 passengers for that year, we're seeing 11,000, 12,000 passengers a month. Yeah, 12 or 13 times yeah. what we were right. serving, you know, just barely 10 years ago. Correct. So. And n- not only do you have that, you know, 10-year, 12-year horizon, 
um, as far as comparisons. But if you just look at 2019 compared to 2018, we had a 9% increase hmm. year over year. Wow. So Unheard of. It, it really is. Yeah. Um, yeah, remarkable how the growth just continues year over year. So, what do you attribute that growth to? I mean, what uh, what what are the factors that that uh, you know Columbia really hasn't grown like that? Um, you know, it's uh, why are so many more people using our airport? So, I think really it is the uh, support of the community. I mean, it's the the community is behind the airport now. The business community has been very supportive. Of course, the university, uh, everyone has been really supportive. But we have a great marketing plan, mm-hmm. and I think originally that that uh, you know to get everything started is re- really let everybody know what the advantages are of flying out of Columbia and flying into Columbia. Mm-hmm. We're flying to the uh, three of the largest hubs in the country now. Mm-hmm. You can really start in Columbia and fly to anywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get a lot of international students flying mm-hmm. into the university uh, where they may have used St. Louis before. Now they're seeing the benefits of flying those students directly into Columbia. Right. So we've seen a lot of changes and a lot more uses of the airport. So I think it's really just the support mm-hmm. uh, generally. Uh, word of mouth is, is, a, is a great way to market the airport now. I'll put you on the spot here and ask you for, for daily uh, departures uh, from Chicago. Uh, how, how many, how many fr- flights a day do we have to Chicago? So today we have four flights out of Chicago. American Airlines has two. United Airlines has two. Okay, and um, then we have uh, Dallas. That's correct. So we have three Dallas flights. Okay, uh, and then uh, Denver. We have one more. Uh, we have one Denver flight with United Airlines. Okay, very good. Yeah. And uh, out of those three, what's the most popular? Yeah, and it really depends on what direction you want to go. Yeah, uh, Chicago is a hot market. Right. Yeah, uh, of course. Uh, uh, it depend if you want to go east. Uh, Chicago is a hot market, and uh, Denver continues to be strong. Um, yeah, when you look at with those three um, hubs that uh, Columbia flies into Dallas, Denver, and Chicago, Chicago um, affords a lot of access to the East Coast because we do have um, a uh, very strong market for Washington D.C. and the Baltimore area. Mm. Um, and then you look at Denver because that helps to accommodate the West Coast market that we serve because we have a lot of folks that want to connect to Phoenix um, and uh, hmm. Los Angeles, yeah. even mm-hmm. Seattle, the yeah. upper Northwest region. Yeah. And then Dallas, of course, can get you down you know, southeast and even to the West Coast as well. So Now, at one point during the day, uh, early in the morning, you have – Four flights, is that right? Leaving with, within an hour, is that correct? So they've spread out a little bit oh, uh, recently. We're out to about two hours on their first oh, okay. four flights. One, right. The first one is out at uh, 5 a.m. The fourth one's out at 7. So it has spread out the flights a little bit. Yeah, which is nice because you can get to Chicago or Dallas and back in one day uh, on business yes. if, if you need to. And, and that certainly is convenient. So it, it's uh, that's a big step in the, in the right direction. When you look at Kansas City and St. Louis, which are clearly, you know, still options for people mm-hmm. living in mid-Missouri. Yes. Um, and I think that uh, I know that Kansas City is getting ready to rebuild their airport um, in a very dramatic way. Um, but those airports have changed, I guess, dramatically in the last 10 years as well. It's hard to get anywhere nonstop from Kansas City or St. Louis. I mean, the the options seem to be much more limited than they were, which you know, makes Columbia even more attractive because uh, unless you're going to Chicago, Dallas, or Denver, it's 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 going to be at least one stop. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, there's something just really nice uh, when you come home after a long day of traveling or after trip and, and to be 15 minutes from home, I mean, that's, that's a real selling point. Mm-hmm. But uh, I guess strategically that really helps you when people choose between Kansas City, St. Louis, and, and Columbia. 
Exactly. Yeah, you, you said it well. Um, it, it really is, you know, how the passenger values their time. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we certainly know the passengers have choices. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, if they've flown out of Kansas City or St. Louis, you know, they'll have time on the road to get there. Yeah, once you get to your car. I mean, yeah. it's, it's a long and then pay for your parking, of mm-hmm. course. But, right. you know, it's um, so the convenience is something that really uh you know, has has had a big impact on on being able to use Columbia Regional Airport, yeah. and that that certainly helps. You're I, you are. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh no, there. no, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. Well, you're the but... director of economic development for for Columbia and Boone County, and that's um, why is the airport Im- important to economic development in our community? It's critically important uh, with the business community, not only with um, you know the existing employers that we have here, uh, but also um, companies that are looking to relocate or expand. Mm-hmm. Access to um, air service is part of their decision-making process, and um, Columbia Regional Airport obviously is key to that. Whether um, you know they're having folks fly in, you know, for training purposes or, you know, they're needing to access Washington, D.C. for, you know, whatever, you know, mm-hmm. legislative purposes they might have. Um, the airport plays a key role in their decision to locate here, to expand here um, and uh, provide that service. Great. Very good. It's um, Mike. There's more than just commercial air service out at Columbia Regional Airport. Sure. There, there are, There's quite a bit of uh, private plane traffic as well. Uh, you want to talk a little bit about that? How has that trend uh, shaped over the years? Sure. So, I mean, I think over the years, the smaller aircraft have really declined. Uh, I think at all airports, there's probably less general aviation pilots now than what there was, say, oh. 10 or 20 years ago. Interesting. However, we have seen an increase in uh, corporate aircraft coming into Columbia. Of course, all MU charters, uh, ball teams coming in, MU flying out, utilize the Columbia Airport. So we have a full-service fixed-base operator there that services the aircraft coming in for fuel, uh, hangar service, uh, and so forth in Columbia. Very good. When we come back from this break, uh, we'll continue our conversation with Mike Parks and Stacy Button about Columbia Regional Airport. We'll talk about the rate differences uh, versus flying in and out of Kansas City or St. Louis. And we'll talk about airport operations, just some of the things that happen during the course of the week. You're listening to the Inside Columbia Show with Fred Perry on Hot Talk 93.9 The Eagle. And welcome back to the Inside Columbia Show. This is Fred Perry. We are visiting in the studio with Stacy Button and Mike Park. We are talking about the uh, Columbia Regional Airport. Uh, Stacy, of course, in her role as the Economic Development Director for this region, and uh, Mike is the Airport Manager. And, and uh, a lot of exciting things happening at Columbia Regional Airport. And and we were talking before the break a little bit about Kansas City and St. Louis and. Uh, and it used to be, I remember when Transstate Airlines was servicing this market, there was uh, always a big debate. Uh, they had promised that there would only be a $40 rate differential in, in fares. And, you know, people were constantly challenging on that. But, you know, I've noticed uh, I hosted a conference last weekend and we flew in a lot of speakers from all over the country. The great thing is that they were all able to fly into Columbia Regional. And I I was surprised, maybe shocked is a better word, at how reasonable the fares were uh, in, compared to flying a speaker into Kansas City or St. Louis and then having to get ground transportation uh, to get them to Columbia and back. So um, talk a little bit about uh, the rate differences. What, what are you seeing? What's the trend been? 
So we're certainly seeing fares uh, go down, mm-hmm. um, and I think that that has a lot to do with having multiple choices. You know, um, I, I say multiple. We've got two choices right now mm-hmm. out of COU, United and American. Um, and, you know, it's as a consumer, it's always important to, you know, look at your options. Um, the nice thing for Columbia Regional is if you go on our website at flycou.com, we actually have an online calculator that can help um, – value your time, if you will, on mm-hmm. the road, um, if you're choosing between Kansas City, St. Louis, and COU. Right. Um, so you can take into consideration not only the cost of the fare, but also things like um, parking fees, um, if you have to stay overnight the night before because you've got an early flight out, um, and how much, you know, is your time of value? You know, are you better off being in the office and, and working up? <laughs> yeah, the next <laughs> or, proposal. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, so that online calculator really helps to, um, you know, look at cost comparisons when you're making a choice. Yeah. You know, it's... Uh, the way that air travel, you know, the, the idea of a travel agent these days is something that's sort of gone the way of a payphone. I know we still have travel agencies, but, yeah. but it's, um, it's pretty easy online uh, to look at an Expedia or, or a Kayak and, and compare uh, different markets. And, and uh, you know, it's, it takes you literally 30 seconds to see what it costs to fly out of Columbia versus what it costs to fly out of St. Louis. And so it's, it's really a pretty easy. It's really beneficial to the consumer uh, who is looking for the the best deal uh, to do that. So, um, any secrets uh, to? Uh, I'll put you on the spot here. Uh, any any <laughs> secrets to to getting the best rate? I mean, you have to. I, I think that if you watch the consumer advocate shows, they tell you, hey, you need to be looking for your your airline ticket sixty days out, and that's something that's hard for the business traveler, especially. But but. Def, but for the most part, would you agree that you're going to find your best fares um, that far out in advance? I, I would agree with that, yeah. yeah. I definitely think that 60-day window uh, prior to departure, you know, is um, where you'll see uh, fares, you know, mm-hmm. increase or decrease, quite honestly. Yeah. Um, well, Clark so. Howard always says you should shop for airline tickets on a Tuesday. Is there anything behind that? <laughs> behind that? Is that a myth or is that uh, That's a great data? Uh, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> Uh, yep, Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Uh, all right, good. Well, that's uh, um, and, and I think it's important to note seriously that uh, you know check fares often. You know mm-hmm. they they do change based on a you know availability and how much time prior to departure you're you're looking at. So. It's a supply yeah. and, and demand. A demand, it yeah, is. it really yeah. is. Yeah, uh, Mike, have you been surprised at how many flights leave this airport full? Yeah, really. I mean, it's uh, it's great. You know, as as we talked about with the emplanements, uh, the aircraft that are leaving Columbia are, are more full today than they were yesterday. And you've got some bigger aircraft. We do. Used to yeah. Have. yeah. So, uh, of course, we used to have Beach 1900s with 19 passenger prop planes flying out of Columbia. Mm-hmm. Went to the 50 passenger. Now we're on to the 70 and 90 passenger jets with first class seating. So great wow. improvements for everybody. So we out. have 90 passenger jets coming in out of Columbia? We do. Yes. Wow. That's interesting. Yeah. Is that uh, Chicago, Dallas? That's the Dallas Dallas. Dallas, yeah. Very interesting. Okay, well, that's good to know. Um, In the past, if you haven't flown out of the airport uh, lately, uh, there have been a lot of changes out there. But, uh, you know, I think that uh, some people, when you say, hey, why don't you fly out of Columbia? They say, oh, I tried that one time and, uh, you know, back in the 80s and my flight got canceled. And uh, there there has been much a much bigger uh, emphasis on customer service and, uh, just uh, departures than than really what there had been in the past with our previous providers. You want to talk a little bit about that? 
Yeah, I think, uh, you know, it's kind of like Stacey mentioned about uh, having two airlines out there with options. You know, that really helps with uh, uh, the timeliness of flights, the on-time flights, and, and uh, completion of flights. American and, and United are both doing great service out of Columbia, but I think it gives them a little bit more of a, uh, a motive, I guess, to, to ensure flights get out on time. It's uh, maybe you could say a competition between the two to ensure that their flights make it out on time. They've got great staff out there. They do a really good job. Of course, uh, Columbia is a lot smaller than Kansas City or St. Louis. You still get that personalized service where the airline employees are helping people uh, if they do need to change a flight or, mm-hmm. or something. So We are visiting with Mike Parks, the uh, director of uh, Columbia Regional Airport, and Stacy Button, who heads up economic development for this region. We're talking about uh, Columbia's airport, uh, Columbia and Jeff City's airport. We, we, we tend to uh, uh, share the airport. We have a new terminal that's going to be... Uh, uh, coming under construction. We'll talk about that um, uh, in an upcoming segment here. But I want to talk a little bit about uh, just day-to-day airport operations. There's there's a lot going on out there. Um, one of the things that uh, is probably m- most notice- noticeably different is the number of parking lots and the number of cars that are out there right now. Talk about parking operations at the airport. Sure. So uh, over the last few years, uh, we've we've constructed uh, a, a few additional parking lots with the crushed concrete from uh, projects that we've done on the runway. So we've utilized that crushed concrete to create parking lots. We're over 1,000 parking spaces mm-hmm. now. Um, if it's not a holiday, uh, we're usually at about 80% capacity, 75 to 80% capacity, of course, during the Christmas holidays, uh, or maybe at about 100 or 5, 105 or so uh, right. capacity. But right now, we've uh, we've done really well keeping up with the demand uh, of people parking out there. It's turned out well. It uh, has. We've, yeah. uh, the staff has done a good job. That's all been done by uh, airport staff as well. Yeah. So. And so uh, when you uh, when we talk about the new terminal, and we, we know that that's coming soon, uh, what will happen to parking, and, and particularly free parking out at the airport? What, what's the game plan? So with the new terminal project, um, we certainly need to provide additional parking. Um, and so we'll formalize those, whether, um, you know, the current gravel lots become mm-hmm. asphalt um, and or if there's a possibility that we would have um, a parking structure in the future. Mm-hmm. That's always an option. Uh, currently, as Mike mentioned, parking is free. And uh, with the new terminal project, we're going to do our very best to keep parking free. Um, however, there is part of that financing model um, does show that some uh, paid parking will need to be incorporated. Mm-hmm. Um, chances are that's, you know, for a few of the, you know, lots that are closer to the new terminal building, sure. um, you know, makes sense. People are willing to pay for parking if they don't have to walk as far. And um, so, or if they have covered parking, yeah, and it would be a nominal fee. Yeah, and Columbia is very good at building parking garages, so we've we've got that. (laughs) That'll be that'll be very easy for us. But um, so the other operations at the airport, um, I know that uh, in terms of business activity, um, I know that uh, the the postal service has uh, an an operation, our our sorting facility uh, at the airport, but there's really no direct connection to the airport for that facility. Is that correct? I mean, it's not, uh, there's, it's not dependent on the airport to be where it is. That's correct. We have a land lease with the postal facility, and then they operate uh, that, that sorting out there mainly overnight is when they do their operation. Right. And they recently made a commitment to, to stay in Columbia when, when the Postal Service was reorganizing. So it's uh, they're, they're a great employer in yeah. this market. And so being able to work with them is great. And, and um, what else is going on out there? Let's, let's talk about security, because I've noticed the last time I was there that I did not have to wait as long, and, and there were... You'd move some rental car 
uh, offices, I think, uh-huh. and and uh, now there's a uh, another security line. Talk about that. Sure. So we've made a lot of changes since uh, August 2017 when United Airlines came to Columbia. Uh, we really needed to enhance the security lanes for uh, TSA. TSA has been a great partner with us. It's been an open communication about what we want in Columbia, mm-hmm. and then also they want to move people through as quickly as possible. So we really went to two lanes originally, uh, and it worked really well for what we had in comparison to the one with the number of people. You mentioned the four flights in the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, TSA approached us uh, after conversation conversation about the pre-check. Uh, TSA had approached us and said that they were ready to do pre-check in Columbia. Uh, we just switched that over last month, yep. uh, successfully operating pre-check uh, the entire time that flights are operating. Help our listeners figure out, uh, how do you get a TSA pre-check? What's, what's required? Do you, do you, can you share that information? Yeah, you have to go to the TSA website and okay. apply. Uh, I believe it's, it's a nominal fee. I think it's $80, 80 or $90. Mm-hmm. Uh, for that pre-check, uh, and it includes a background check and right. so forth. So, mm-hmm. there was an office at at Parkade Center at, at one point. Is that am I thinking of something different? Maybe I am. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. But I thought you could go to Parkade Center and get a pre-check. But uh, I know that you could at one time do the uh, fingerprinting there for the clearinghouse. I'm oh. not sure if that included the pre-check or not. Okay, I, I may be wrong. That's good. Um, so, uh, one of the tricky things uh, for those of us that have been here a while. You know, we used to be able to pull up and 15 minutes before our flight was leaving and, and park on the curb and sure. run inside because we were the only ones flying out that day. Uh, but it, but it's, things have changed. And now that yeah. we're uh, handling a much larger volume, uh, what are your recommendations? Uh, what's the official word on, on how early do you have to arrive uh, to fly out of Columbia? So an hour before boarding is what we recommend uh, for all the domestic flights here. Not departure, but boarding. That's correct. Yeah, thank okay. you hour for clarifying <laughs> that. <laughs> and you'll find your boarding time on your, on yep. your ticket. Yep. Yeah, and I, the lines really do go fast. And uh, the wait times for people are, are normally, and I want to give anyone false hope uh, when they get there. Of course, we went there early, but, you know, six to seven minutes mm-hmm. is about our average wait mm-hmm. time uh, mm-hmm. for security. But to be there early, to be prepared. I mean, if there's uh, you know if there's something wrong with your ticket, you have time to get that fixed, and that's really why we encourage everybody mm-hmm. to get there early. And plus, making sure that you you find a good parking spot, uh, and of course the roads. You know, if the yeah. roads are bad, encourage everybody to leave early just to make sure they have time. Yeah, there has been quite a bit of construction uh, on the roadways surrounding uh, the airport. Can you sure. give us a quick update on that? Sure. So Route H uh, was taken further to the east which will allow the uh, extension to happen at the airport. So Route H is on a cold weather shutdown right now. They have about 30 days left of work to connect it uh, to the range line road. Okay, so if you're coming from Highway 63 from Columbia or Jeff City, that's not a problem for no. you. But if you're coming the back way, if you're coming down range line, uh, it could be a problem for you. That's correct. And we have it open now, uh, so traffic okay. can go through there. But, yeah, okay. you'll have no impacts from 63 out to the airport. There'll be no impacts to travel. Very good. And... Um, uh, what else is happening from an infrastructure standpoint? I know that you have recently built, uh, you've expanded uh, a major runway uh, sure. at the airport. And uh, what else are we expected to do here in the next couple of years? So we completed our new crosswind runway. Uh, we also completed an isolated repair project on our mm-hmm. primary runway this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we've completed that. Looking forward, we're looking at the uh, taxi lane uh, and apron um, construction, which is on the north side of the field, uh, which is where we're going to build the new hangar on the north side. And then in 2021, we're looking at a runway extension on our primary runway. So it'll go from 6,500 feet to 7,400 feet. That's about a nine-month project um, to extend that runway yeah. out to the north. And then um, is there a new hangar under construction out there? 
We we just bid it out. Yeah, it's okay. not under construction yet. Okay, but, uh, will be. Yes, um, soon this year, and uh, certainly you know in design and getting all those agreements um, solidified. But um, yes, the um, relocation of a hangar uh, is due to the new terminal project where we're going to be putting that structure. So quite a few um, projects underway, all because of growth at the airport and. Uh, yeah, you know, I think that's really something, it, it may seem like an inconvenience right now, but the fact that Columbia Regional Airport is growing is something that really should be celebrated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what are we seeing in terms of, uh, you know, Stacey, you, you have some airport experience in your background. Mm-hmm. What are we seeing in terms of small regional airports like Columbia? What, what, what is the trend overall? Is it, is it generally healthy or is it generally bad? Well, it's um, been very healthy growth for COU in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, we do look at our other regional airports um, and see how they fare against us when we talk about comps, if you will. Yeah. Um, and we look at other airports like Manhattan, Kansas, um, Grand Island, Nebraska, Sioux City, uh, even Joplin here in Missouri, uh, Dubuque. Uh, Waterloo, Garden City, some of these other regional airports. And they are growing. Um, they are not seeing the growth that we certainly right. <laughs> have seen um, when you look at, at the comps in that way. Right. Um, it's very significant at COU. Yeah. So. When we come back from this break, we're going to give you the straight scoop of the very latest news about the brand new terminal that will soon be under construction at Columbia Regional Airport. You're listening to the Inside Columbia Show. I'm Fred Perry. This is Hot Talk 93.9, The Eagle. And welcome back to the Inside Columbia Show. This is Fred Perry. We are visiting in the studio uh, today with Stacey Button from uh, Regional Economic Development, Inc., and Mike Parks with the Columbia Regional Airport. And uh, we are getting ready to talk about uh, the very latest update on a brand-new terminal that is coming to Columbia Regional Airport. And and this is really exciting news. I I think when you go out to the current terminal, uh, if you're above the age 50, uh, you you immediately think of the Brady Bunch, and because uh, it's sort of uh, the architecture reminds you of something you would have seen uh, from from the '60s and '70s. But um, but we're we really have some pretty grand plans for some for a, for a beautiful new terminal that is that is coming. And so, uh, Stacy, don't you tell us what 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 will the terminal be like? Where will it be located? And and uh, kind of give us a, a virtual tour. Sure. So we are excited about the new terminal project. Um, We're accustomed to having capital projects occurring at the airport all the time, Um, but the terminal project is certainly um, the biggest in our our history, recent history. So as Mike had said earlier, um, our current terminal is 16,000 square feet. The new terminal is going to be three to four times the size of our existing terminal, and it's going to be located just southwest um, of the existing terminal, not far away. It's it's adjacent to that site where mm-hmm. there's um, a hangar right now, actually is located there, and we're going to relocate that and, and put the terminal in its footprint. Right. So, so it's, um, and my understanding, the last time I saw plans, uh, the the terminal is going to be sort of just shifted a little bit so that when you're driving up Airport Drive, you're going to be sort of 
looking at it mm-hmm. uh, straight on. Correct. Uh, versus uh, coming up on the side of it. So you'll be driving right into it. It'll right. Be, yeah. um, as far as features go, I mean, we're certainly um, expecting it to be a very modern facility. Um, as you said, you'll certainly walk into the entranceway Um like a, a typical airport that you would think at at a major hub will have a, a beautiful concourse as passengers walk in, um, you know, go to the ticket counters and the like. We're also going to have multiple gates. Um, and, well, describe uh, the feel. I mean, is it yeah. going to be more open? I mean, is there going to be a lot more natural light, yes. a lot of glass? What, what, what do you, how would you describe it? Well, we, uh, <laughs> yes, yes, and yes. Uh, okay, um, all right. Although we don't have uh, the design proposals in yet, mm-hmm. so I can't say definitively uh, what, you know, the specific uh, design features will be. But yes, the expectation is a modern facility um, that, you know, has that, um, I guess, more roomy Mm -hmm. feel, lots of space, ability to, you know, uh, for passengers to walk the concourse, walk to their gates, um, amenities like uh, restaurant and restrooms, restrooms, restrooms yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and it looks like, and I hope I'm not sharing something I'm not supposed to share, but mm-hmm. it looks like you're going to be able to uh, sort of the three finalists for the project are, are local, mm-hmm. uh, without naming them, local contractors. And so really uh, the construction of this airport is going to create a lot of local jobs and, um, and, and it's going to keep the money here in mm-hmm. Boone County, which is pretty exciting. You don't see that on a lot of municipal or or county or you know uh, other projects uh so that's kind of exciting yeah we're very excited uh with the firms that have been shortlisted to date uh as i mentioned we're in the middle of the uh rfp process for this mm-hmm. um and i can talk you through you know the steps that we've taken to date um but we are excited to see what those uh proposers will come up with in terms of design features uh one thing that i don't believe i brought up but uh will be important to your listeners um is that our new terminal will have boarding bridges ah so passengers will not have to walk onto the apron in inclement weather right. they will um, board the aircraft through uh, boarding bridge which so. makes the airport uh, suddenly handicap accessible is that right, right. Um, and uh, so they'll be able to uh, so I used to call them jetways but you, you'll be able just to go from the climate controlled terminal the gate uh, out through the bridge onto that's the correct. aircraft. So correct. that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's a big change. Yeah, we're yeah. excited. And, uh, yeah. you know, right now we've got two gates. We will have multiple gates and multiple boarding bridges. So right. um, lots of opportunities to bring in uh, new air service and um, really increase the comfort of our passengers. Mm-hmm. But when you arrive in Chicago, you'll still have to walk across their runway. Is that right? <laughs> across their tarmac. <laughs> we can't make any changes. That's, yeah. right. <laughs> You're not, that's not, not your job. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that's great. And so... Uh, what about inside the airport? Uh, you know, restaurants, uh, mm-hmm. bars, newsstands. What What are you thinking? Well, I, I think all of the above. Okay. Um, and, um, you know, lots of monitors that uh, can reflect the region and the area as far as tourist attractions and opportunities and, and highlight, you know, being able to highlight things that uh, visitors can do um, and, um, you know, typical amenities that you would find, I think, at most major airports is, is what our expectation is. Yeah. So. so you are jumping through a lot of hoops to get this done. Uh, there are a lot of agencies, a lot of things that are at, at play that you have to work through let's talk about the process Mm -hmm. uh, of getting this new airport and then the timeline and then i want to at least some time to talk about sort of the the most popular destinations from columbia right now so talk about the process what what has to happen 
So we're certainly working, as you had said, with um, our federal partners as well as state and, and local partners uh, in this process. And so recent steps that we have taken um, for this project in particular, we issued a letter of interest in October. We had 10 respondents, um, and then we followed up with a request for qualifications. We had eight respondents out of that. Um, and um, so we have, as I said, shortlisted down to three firms um, who will be bidding on this project. And we're going to put the RFP out to those three firms in mid-February. Okay. So just next Coming right month. up. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then from there, they'll have um, about eight weeks uh, to submit their proposals. And then it will take time for the selection uh, and review committee to evaluate those proposals. Uh, one important aspect for your listeners um, is that um, we are anticipating mid to end of April that we're going to have an open house and public input session. So we'll put those uh, three design proposals mm -hmm. out on display and allow the public to provide feedback and, and preference as far as what they like or don't like um, about those designs mm -hmm. for consideration. So. Uh, my understanding is that as we leap into the 21st century here mm -hmm. on this, this airport terminal, uh, you're also going to be honoring the past. You're going to be mm -hmm. talking about sort of the uh, uh, sort of the the airline heritage, uh, flight heritage here in Boone County. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, that's an exciting part. Um, and you know, from my perspective about this project in particular, um, it's not going to be a cookie cutter terminal. Um, we are very fortunate to have um, a member of our community that has an awful lot of historic memorabilia about aviation, about um, the airport when it was at Cosmo Park and <laughs> mm -hmm. in its current location and um, so we're really hoping that um, the interior design features will feature a lot of that memorabilia, a mm -hmm. lot of that history, so that this airport really is being built for for our community, for the region. And um, so to be able to have that you know, special mark of history um, highlighted within the interior features, I think, is, is an important aspect. Um, we also have the Percent for Art program. Mm -hmm. So, um, and Mike can speak about that a little bit more, but there was a national call for artists as well as a local one. Right. So we're, uh, we're going to be meeting soon uh, for that selection process, but the RFQ was issued. Uh, I haven't heard exactly mm -hmm. how many respondents, but I know they had a, uh, a large interest in yeah. that. Yeah. So very so good. So we'll have a local artist uh, works that are featured as well as a national. Um, and then, so from there, back on the timeline piece of it, um, you know, we hope by um, June that we'll have a recommendation and award at City Council. Mm -hmm. um, that would allow us to be under construction for the remainder of 2020 and all of 21. Uh, Does that scare you just a little bit talking about <laughs> construction in the year 2020? Because you know what, it is 2020 already. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, so we're going to start this year on, yes. on building this thing. So that's yeah. pretty pretty amazing. You know, I think. What's exciting to me is that uh, as we, you know, Columbia is a world-class city in a lot of ways, and we, we have a lot of things to be very proud of, uh, a lot of uh, quality of life amenities, uh, a, a great, you know, cultural activity that takes place thanks to the university and, and other organizations. But, you know, I think what's going to happen now is that people are going to come to Columbia, get off of the airplane, and know that they have arrived in a world-class city. And I, I think that's a big change. Yeah. You know, I think we find ourselves apologizing for our airport, you know, when people arrive. I mean, from a service standpoint, it's very practical. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sure. But it's just not impressive. And uh, and I think that it doesn't really 
represent the, the kind of city right. that you're landing in. And so, yeah, and I, I'll give credit to Mike and the staff too. It's, it's one thing that um, he has focused on in his tenure and will continue to focus on in the future is that personal service. Just because we have a larger terminal, you know, right. we're not going to lose that, that personal touch. Yeah. Um, the Good. staff are available, you know, to our passengers to assist however necessary. And um, we take a lot of pride in that. Yeah. Um, so when will the, the official ribbon cutting be for the new terminal? Uh, give me a month and a year. <laughs> give me a season and a year. <laughs> How about first quarter 2022? Yeah. Really? Yes. Okay, well, that's pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Excellent. Yeah. Um, before we, we wrap up here, I, I think it'd be interesting for our listeners to hear about where people who use Columbia Regional Airport, where are they going? And... Um, I think a lot of people would be surprised to know that a lot of people are not stopping in Chicago or Dallas or Denver. But uh, what are some of the more popular destinations that people are flying into? Yeah, so D.C. Uh, always ranks up at the okay. top. Uh, we have a lot of uh, travelers there. Phoenix, uh, down yeah. in Florida. Yes, um, definitely Florida is a, a leisure market. So right. you do look at both markets. For the business traveler, you see a lot of Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. and Phoenix. Mm-hmm. So you're getting a good mix of business and mm-hmm. leisure? Yeah. Uh, we are. Okay, yeah. good. Yeah. Leisure market, of course, um, loves the Florida destinations as well as Mexico. Mm-hmm. Um, we still hear a lot of Las Vegas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What about international? Where are people going? All over, uh, yeah. quite frankly, yeah. yeah. They're connecting out of L.A. or even New York. Um, uh, we'll see a lot of um, travel to China, Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Trying to think so it's really, uh, yeah. Right. yeah. So yeah. It, they're, they're going all over, mm-hmm. yeah, which is great. And then Chicago, you know, of course, we still have a lot of kids from Chicago. The Chicago yes. area come to yep. Mizzou, so that has helped, uh, no doubt, yeah. I'm sure. So And Dallas area. So well. what does that right. mean in terms of, uh, is there a chance? I mean, what's, what's the likelihood with this new terminal? And I'm really putting you on the spot here, but I mean, uh, we, you can put Mike on the spot. <laughs> I mean, compared to what we used to have of uh, flying to three major airport hubs right. is pretty cool, but, but we'd off, of course like to have more. So, uh, is there a chance, uh, with these improvements, uh, that we, uh, could possibly get another market? Yeah, I Absolutely. think so. Yeah. We, we meet with the airlines, uh, we meet with our current airlines, uh, all the time, oh, yeah. uh, we were always having conversations with American United. Annually, we uh, we we visit at a air service conference mm-hmm. uh, with other airlines. Talk about additional destinations with our current uh, service providers. Then we also talk to other airlines about future markets right. and uh, future future service. Yeah, so we're fortunate right now. We've got two of the major airlines, two of the three major airlines, uh, United and American, Delta being the third. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't have a low fare carrier yet, but always an opportunity, and we do continue to talk with them. Um, and low fare carriers provide those leisure markets yeah. primarily. So always looking for those opportunities. And um, as you know, we continue to grow, the airlines watch that, watch right. our numbers, and that affords us more opportunity to secure additional routes or yeah. air service. Well, providers. congratulations to the two of you. I mean, the, what a success story we have seen at Columbia Regional Airport. So we have been visiting with Mike Parks, uh, who is the uh, director of the Columbia Regional Airport, and Stacy Button, who heads up economic development for, for Columbia and Boone County. You have been listening to the very first episode of the Inside Columbia show on Hot Talk 93.9 The Eagle. Yeah, I love it. I was born in Maine.